Hey, welcome back to Just Win Podcast. It's Justin and Wendy, and we are following up on a prior uh, communication that we had. It was about pet peeves, and the the message was based on partial forgiveness being unforgiveness. And Wendy actually had a really good point. Of course, I'm sure many of you can understand with a lot of these subjects, you can really just continue to go and go and go. So, um, but I think there was something pretty strong that um, we're just going to kind of follow up on, and I, I pray that it speaks to you. So, I'm going to let Wendy go ahead and start out um, on the topic of unforgiveness. Yeah, I think when Justin was talking about unforgiveness a couple of days ago on the podcast, it just made me think how a lot of times um, unforgiveness is just, it's really a choice. So, and obviously there's a lot of harder subjects when it comes to this versus, you know, what you've been through or, you know, you know, the words, experiences like, or... yeah, just different, just, yeah, different life experiences and some can be small and some can be big. So I don't want to, you know, offend anybody, but I think we're talking about the little things like when we were talking about pet peeves and certain things like that. Um, I think a lot of those are or just a choice. I mean, I could sit here and think of stuff that my spouse has done in the past, maybe to a, that I, I thought, you know, was offensive or that I didn't like. Um, <clears throat> but instead I choose to just forgive and realize, you know, I'm, I, you know, I'm not perfect either. So for everything that I could say about him or throw at him, he can say the same for me. So I just choose to forgive and realize that, you know, we all have our, our thing and we need to just, we might need to start this over. Yeah. That's all right. We'll work through it. <laughs> need to just. I'm, I feel like I'm being repetitive because I can't think of the, you know, like deeper, deeper words to, to express, but. Yeah. You know, I, I felt like coming to me on this was when we when we speak about being offended by someone that's the offense that's that's your perspective that's that's your perspective to advance for any of you that watch football or like sports your offense is you're looking to advance forward toward the goal line and the answer to offset this offense would be a defense and this is where when you care or you're looking to get rid of the um, unforgiveness, you actually have to take the opposite stance. So you almost have to come into a defensive position, which is the forgiveness, which is to do exactly the opposite of what you want to do. When you're offended, when you're in the offense, you want to march forward. And so forgiveness actually drops it. It's like dropping the ball. It's like it stops it right there. So you counter it with defense, which is completely counterintuitive to our flesh, to what our, 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 our self nature, our, our selfish nature actually really wants to do. But if you counter it by, by actually forgiving 
instead of forging forward with what your flesh wants to for that goal, what you think would be a touchdown in this analogy, um, you actually, you gain. You gain more because you're no longer carrying all of the toxic, um, defeating bondage that comes along with unforgiveness. Um, so it, 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 I, I like the point of counterintuitive. Forgiveness is absolutely counterintuitive to our flesh and, and our selfish nature. What do you have? Oh, just thought you explain it way better than I do. I don't know how you came up with all that, but it was good. I, that's I mean, just Holy Spirit, like speaking yeah. to me. I don't, I don't know. And and for some of you that will speak, some of you it won't. Um, I just want to be obedient to. Yeah. You I, know. I guess that's just like to me. It's like it saddens me because it's like you see it a lot in the world and like you know, couples and, and people just fighting over like these little things and it's like ruining marriages and it's like, really? I mean, (laughs) these are just little things that we should be able to like work through and forgive. And people are just so quick to slam the other or, you know, look for excuses or, you know, point the finger and, you know, it's like, wow, (laughs) half the time, if people would just, if everyone would just work on themselves and their relationship with God, can you imagine like the progress people would make instead of just, oh, you're doing this and you're doing that. It's almost like just keeping a record of what, what I see it a lot in marriages, just like, like checking off every day. Oh, you did this, you did that. And it's always like the negative stuff and not, and not ever the positive. And it's like, that is just so bad for the household and each other. Yes. You know, totally. And it's like, you know, when Wendy just said that about checking off the list against your spouse or the other person, it's so important because I, I've been there. I I remember in conflict, you're, you're, your self-preservation, you want to just preserve yourself so you'll blame. Yeah. You know, I love how Rick Warren says to blame is to be lame. And it really is because husbands, if you're out there blaming your wife and, and technically vice versa, when you're blaming your spouse, you think in your flesh that you're offloading on them. But really what you've done is you've just added a whole new layer to your own failure. You've actually compounded. You did not offload anything. You just diminished your value for the role that you play as that person in that marriage because now you've just gone above and beyond and slandered that person that you're committed to and partnered with. That person that technically in the bondage in in the in the bond of marriage is a representation of yourself. So you've basically just you've you've added a whole additional layer when you're slandering your spouse Mm. to the offense. So you're really genuinely no better than them if you're slinging it. Yeah. And I find it interesting that a lot of times these people have been married two, three times and it's, you know, how much are you, when's enough enough where you're going to say, well, what, what is my role and what is my part in this? What can I be doing better? It's not about them. It's about you and what you can be doing. And sometimes when you do work on yourself and you put God in the center, 
it's not always going to work out. I mean, you know what I mean? Like this, you know, if it's a spouse that's not going to be on board or, or what, so it's not always going to work out, but I bet you 95% of the time, if you put your faith in God and do your part, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna work and it's could, it's going to take time, but it's so worth it. Yeah. That's, that's so important. It takes time. It's like turning around. You have to remember if you're in challenge, if your marriage is in challenge status, it didn't just get there overnight typically. Um, and so things will take time to turn around. Marriage takes commitment. It takes commitment in every category. Mm -hmm. So to turn it around takes commitment. And it's something that lasts, you know, it's like people, they put so much energy and focus on their career, something that's not even going to last in the end, but they won't take the time and the stuff that's important. That like blows my mind, you know, like if, and, it, and it's honored by God, mm. like God honors marriages. He, he's not so concerned with your careers. So mm-hmm. it's, it just blows my mind how people don't take the time. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah, I think, um, I guess in a wrap-up, I would just say that um, the best takeaway that I have, and this has been just on me lately, the Holy Spirit's really just talked about the first love. And the for all of you that are followers of Christ, and for any of you that, you know, maybe aren't there yet, but are interested, please message us or email us. We would love to answer any questions or um, that you may have and come alongside you. But mm. just keep in mind that Christ first loved you. And the whole goal is in that expression of his first love was was for the ease of you to be in a submitted position. I don't mean submitted like uh, uh, against your will, actually more in a submitted, relaxed, ready to receive posture, not a works posture, but a receiving posture to receive his love. And when you receive his love, you're transformed. It works in you and you replicate that he's already done the finished work. So I encourage you to be a receiver of the love of Christ. Yeah, and I just want to say we're not counselors. <laughs> yeah. But we do feel a calling to share our story and what helped us and what didn't help. Yeah, I, I would, uh, with that, any of you that uh, have questions or, you know, would like to reach out to us again, just one ministries at gmail.com or here at the podcast, uh, I definitely feel um, well before we have done this um, that the Holy Spirit spoke to us about being vulnerable in our own testimony and our own experiences for the blessing of others. So we would like to be open, um, responsibly open, uh, in our communications to you. Um, ultimately all of what we do is to glorify God. And so, uh, I pray you've been blessed by this message and, uh, I'm going to wrap up with, we know God loves you first and foremost, and we do too. So y'all be blessed until next time. Bye.